0: The game is over. The New York Jets are the world champions. You play to win the game. He's got it. That's a Jet touchdown. Can't wait. You're listening to the official Jets podcast, a -A 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 Jets 360 production.
1: We are live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Eric Allen alongside Park Scott. A great show for you tonight. Morris Claiborne will join us momentarily. First year cornerback with the New York Jets, with the New York Jets after coming over from the Dallas Cowboys. But first things first, uh, quarterback change for the Jets, unfortunately, because of an injury. Josh McCown goes down with the broken left hand against the Denver Broncos. And his season is over, Bart.
0: Are you willing to count him out? Is it surgery? It is surgery. Ah, surgery, Yes, yeah, definitely Todd,
1: Todd Bowles announced it today to the media that he will indeed have surgery. His
0: 2017 season is over. I mean, that's, that's, un, that's unfortunate. You talk about he was having his best season as a pro, and you can tell with the emotion in his face in his press conference how important it was for him. You know, when you start getting you know later in your years and you're, you're in the back nine of your career, you know, every, every moment – counts and you really take it to heart and I can see the frustration on his face you know he really wants to be here he really enjoyed you know being being the quarterback of the New York Jets and um, it's just a tough situation but you know I know it's cliches but um next man up and you know Bryce Petty you're on deck and you have an opportunity to prove yourself
1: but before the next man up from a player who competed against Josh McCown when you saw him take to the podium in Denver on Sunday after that ball game and you saw the pure emotion in his eyes and the tears
0: coming down what were your thoughts well we, we, we've all been there um unfortunately you know you usually don't get an opportunity to choose when you walk away from this game usually the game is through with you and you talk about a guy that's been a journeyman you know and finally feeling like he found a home a place to be successful and a place that embraced him you know, he's played for a lot of places, but you can tell that he really loves playing here, being a quarterback for the New York Jets. You know, you got guys got to excuse the background noise. I got Daddy Daycare going on, I got the four year old kicking the 12 year old. <laughs> Why he's being held by the um, nine-year-old? Let oh. him go. Let him go, Gigi. So,
1: so uh, folks cannot watch that on NewYorkJets.com. They can And on Facebook, they're gonna watch us tonight. But it's great that you brought the family out to Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits.
0: Well, well, I didn't volunteer. Please believe it. I understand what I signed up for. But you know, when wifey got to go, she's got to go. Uh, Bart, how much did Josh McCown help this organization
1: as far as evaluating the talent on the field? on
0: the offensive side of the ball. Well, like, we, like we've been saying all year, he's a pro. And, um, you know, to be able to come in, to be able to uh, digest a playbook, a new scheme under a new coordinator, and be able to give these young guys an opportunity to prove themselves just speaks to his professionalism and his ability. <laughs> and,
1: yeah. listen, they're taking after their father here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits because Bart, obviously – Uh, was not only a linebacker in the National Football League, but he wrestled as well.
0: Yeah, he's he's a goon. He's a goon over there.
1: uh, All right, so, Bart, Bryce Petty, what is next for him? He'll take over, making his first start of the season. He got some valuable playing time last year
0: late in the season. Well, you know, this is another opportunity. Uh, You only get so many opportunities to prove yourself in this league. Um, I I got two. And um, when you come in and the later you're drafted, the the, the least amount of opportunities you get, he'll have another opportunity to prove himself. And um, I got my opportunity because Ray Lewis pulled his hamstring, blew his hamstring, out, and people were looking at me like, who's this skinny kid coming in here, think he's going to fill in uh, Ray Lewis' shoes. He can't try and be Josh McCown. He can only be Bryce Petty. But he has to take advantage of his opportunities. He has to be smart with the football. He has to show that he has control and, and knowledge and depth. You know, to be able to step up. You talk about going against the New Orleans Saints. You know, they, they have a tremendous pass rush. They're playing for playoff positioning. They're gonna come in and maybe overlook Bryce Petty. He can surprise them by you know putting the ball on spot, making sure that he just doesn't beat himself. Inside the Jets is supported by
1: selective insurance responses, everything. Bryce Petty had to respond after Josh McCown exited the ball game against the Denver Broncos. Unfortunately, the Jets weren't able to get anything going offensively. Totally
0: only 100 yards. How quickly, Bart, must this team turn the page? Well, they have to turn the page. And um, you talk about the struggles on the road. They have to figure that out, why they come out uh, flat you know, figure out what their pregame rituals are, try and change it. But you have to bring your own emotion on the road, which is difficult because when you're at home, the crowd is going to energize you. You know, you're, you're in the comfortable surroundings. You, know, you got to go with us against the world type of um, mentality when you're on the road and find out, listen, Denver is a tough place to play. We discussed that last week. You know, talk about the altitude, but talking about going over to the West Coast and making sure you hydrate and do what you need to do to be ready to come out. Because if you get behind, especially against a team like that, it can be very difficult. What does John Morton do now with Petty as opposed to having Josh
1: McCown? McCown came in, had a lot of success. They're not terribly different athletes, Bart, but they are. They have different skill skill
0: sets. Well, you have to make sure that you put him in a position to be successful. You may want to trim down the playbook and, um, you know, give him some packages. You have to sit down and have a meeting with him on Tuesday and decide what does he he do well, what is he comfortable with. I I think he's spazzing out. (laughs) I think I'm going to lose control. Uh, Giselle, get up and walk over there. BJ, get up and walk over there. BJ. Inside the Jets. Hey, man, Daddy Daycare. Is supported by
1: m Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Eric Allen alongside Bart Scott. Cornerback Morris Claiborne will join us momentarily. You experience a lot in the National Football League. Yes. You just mentioned that the Jets have to find a different identity on the road. How difficult
0: is that? It's tough because you know you're going in and you don't really have your your regular routine. You're in a, in a in a foreign place, but also like I said, it's all about the energy. You know, one thing I've always been impressed with with the Justice season is the passion and enthusiasm they play with. But now you got to understand, guys are injured. It's late in the season. You know, and, and it's tough sometimes to manufacture that. I mean, especially when you're going against an opponent that's not a divisional rival. Sometimes it's easy because you have a divisional rival and you've been trying to get some payback because maybe something went on in, in the first game or, you know, they embarrassed you and you understand that you're going to see these guys again. When you're unfamiliar with your opponent, sometimes you you, you don't go in with that same edge, you know, because you respect them. A lot of these guys train with each other and, and they're friends. And, and sometimes it's hard to, to be motivated to go in and to play with that edge that you have to play with you know, and they played with a sense of urgency and desperation because I feel like they were playing for their coach. But also, after losing eight games, you want to just try and, and, and get that feeling back of what it feels like to, to have a victory. And they're playing for their coach as well, but also they're playing for their, their jobs next year. Todd Bowles was not fooled by that record.
1: The Broncos entered the ball game three and nine on an eight-game losing streak, but he sent the message inside the locker room early in the week that they're – Is a lot of talent over there in the Broncos? Uh, uh, The Broncos on both sides of the ball because you yes we talk about Von Miller but how about Brandon Marshall how about Chris Harris how about Aqib Talib and then uh, Darius Stewart Stewart, uh, Darian Stewart Darius Thomas Manuel Sanders the list goes on so they were not fooled by the record they did not lose that game because they overlooked the Denver Broncos.
0: Well, I, I, listen, it, it's tough because, like I say, when you're a young football team, it's just tough to really understand because you don't have the experience to lean on. So they don't know how to manufacture energy. You know, you need somebody to step up and be that spark plug when, when, when things are flat. And sometimes if you don't have beef, you got to manufacture beef. And you know, I, I was the king of that. If something So you'd I, start something early in the game to set a tone for oh, yeah. the rest of the guys on yeah. the sideline. I'll start a fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta find somebody somebody you know, I was always a player that played better when I was angry at something or somebody. Because what happens is, whenever you fight or you call somebody out, it forces you to play the best that you can. Because you know they're going to try and embarrass you. So it raises your level. And then you spark your team. Because they're like, well, if you're getting a beef with, with him, then I got to protect my teammate. So then you get that energy. And I just feel like the Jets were flat. And they just needed that big player, that big hit to maybe change the momentum so that they can come out and start bouncing around a little bit. They didn't have that bounce in their, in their step like, they, like I've seen. And this is like I said, like Todd alluded to. This may maybe the second time that we've seen this. We saw it in Oakland, and it reared his ugly head again last week.
1: So, you as a leader inside that locker room, what would you say to Petty this week as he prepares to take over the offensive reins?
0: Listen, listen, lean on us. You know, lean on your veterans. You can't try and do it by yourself, right? You got to come out, play your game. Don't be afraid to fail as well, though, too. When you see an opportunity to take, take a shot down the field, trust your keys, trust your arm. You know, and it would be good that that they make sure that they put him on the run so that he can, you know, early in the game, you got to get him a rhythm. You got to run the football effectively so that you can get those linebackers to step up. You know, we saw, you saw in the previous game, the linebackers, you know, that's the same exact game plan uh, that Atlanta used. You know, they established a running game, then those linebackers start creeping up. And now you have those good intermediate throws where, you know, as soon as that back foot hits, he's reading, you know, he's reading his keys and he's throwing the ball. You want to get him on boots, waggles, throwbacks, things that type. And then when they start sitting at the sticks – take shots and be aggressive, maybe throwing the ball on first down.
1: And the other thing that Bryce Petty brings to the table is he can improvise. He doesn't mind extending plays. so That can make, be dangerous. That can be dangerous with a tremendous pass rush as well. Uh, correct. And Cameron Jordan over there I think is one of the most underrated defenders in the National Football League. But with that being said, when things break down – Bryce seems to be comfortable
0: on the move. No, Absolutely. He has to be decisive, though. That's yeah. what it is. You can't, if you're going to run, you've got to run. If you're going to get down, get down. And listen, throwing the ball away and punting in, in situations like this isn't a bad thing. Sometimes, I mean, you saw Deshaun Kaiser in overtime after that team had fought their butts off, you know, making a rookie mistake, throwing the football and just getting up and throwing it down the field. I th- we almost had our show hijacked. Man. Hey, but I hey, he l- got nobody l- l- else to beat up. Listen, He's listen this beat is up live
1: at. on NewYorkJets.com and on Facebook. <laughs> Of course, uh, ESPN uh, as well. But, uh, Bart, the New Orleans Saints, the identity has changed there. For years, we've been thinking about Bryce Petty and a prolific passing attack. Now, they're pounding the football. Drew Brees, Drew Brees, all good. Uh, Yes, Drew Brees. Uh, And and Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps the best
0: running back duo in the national football league. Well, we'll we'll see. He's still in the protocol as he got dinged up. He expects to play this week. And they they look totally different, you know. But sometimes when, you know, listen, a lot of people don't like to hear this. When somebody got a soft skull, you want to test to make sure that he is all right. You know, not that you're ever t- trying to you know hurt somebody, but you know if somebody has a weakness. You want to lean to it. You want to maybe try and get it out of there because maybe they're going to be careful with him. So maybe the ball security might, might may not be as good because he's not going to get the reps. He's not going to be to actually tackled. I'm sure he's going to practice all week in the red jersey. So you want to make sure that you're aggressive on your tackles early in, in the game making sure that you're reaching for that football because he's not going to have the contact in practice this week.
1: I know a lot of people at home uh, wanted to see the Jets' young quarterbacks this year. But Josh McCown was so productive, he gave this team a chance to win each and every week, so he started the first 13 games. Now Bryce Petty will get his shot. Not only will Bryce Petty get his shot, but Christian Hackenberg – now we'll take
0: first-team reps, and he's one play away from entering the ball game as well. I'm telling you what. You, and you said you hit the nail right on the head. You talk about one play away because I, I remember going into a game and, you know, Ray was down and we're down to our third person. We end up first play, the backup, to, to, to Ray hurt himself on the first play and the backup to the backup had to come in and it was tough. I, I end up getting dinged up. I ended up having to stand the game because we, we didn't even have any more eligible linebackers even going the game. So listen, next man up and listen as a, as a professional athlete, this is what you live for. You never want to see your teammate go down, but you're always waiting for your opportunity to, to, to live your dream and be able to, to write your own narrative. So the jets will get a chance to evaluate these guys down the stretch. Um, some with tough with, opponents to be evaluated here. A yeah. tough
1: opponent, no doubt about that. And you're going to need balance. Yeah. And Denver I would say Denver is on a different level defensively than New Orleans. Well, you talk. Well, Lattimore's playing. I mean, wow,
0: he may be top five corner in the he, league right okay. now. He, Kenny Vaccaro is yeah, uh, playing well. And you talk about Bird and what you know what he used to be, and it looks like he's healthy and he's he's comfortable now. So you know they can be they can be a difficult team to deal with, especially if you get down. See, that's the key. You can't play from behind when you have a young quarterback because you don't want to put him in an uncomfortable situation where he's going to have to start airing the ball out. You want to try and hand the ball off. You know this is this is a perfect week for you know you want to have maybe. 40, 40 uh, rush attempts because what happens is you slow the game down, you limit the possessions, you keep Drew Brees on the sideline, and that's the best defense against Drew Brees is keeping him on the sideline. But to do that, they, you know, the Jets were uncharacteristically bad on third down as they were not able to keep the chains moving.
1: Because they weren't winning early downs. Now, Absolutely. do you take anything from Petty's performance against the Broncos? Because I think people are overreacting right now, frankly. He missed on a couple of throws, but – uh, nothing clicked offensively. He's two and nine for 14 yards. I don't really think that was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not like it was working for 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 the starters right. to begin with. And you go in, you know, I'm sure he's over there chilling. You know, maybe eating some uh, sunflower seeds like Willie Beeman when his number's called. I'm sure he had to locate his helmet, man. But it's a tough situation to be called in. You know, Being a backup in the NFL is the toughest position to play because you don't get the reps all, all, all week you may – Yeah, explain this because yeah. I don't think people at home understand how, the, rep, how the reps yeah. are divided up amongst the quarterbacks at practice. Especially now when you start trimming down the, the plays because you want to protect guys' legs and things like that, try and keep them fresh as everybody in the, in the league now is hurt. Everybody's got some type of L some type of injuries usually everybody's in some form of treatment so you know if I'm the backup quarterback I'm 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 the scout team quarterback I may get on Friday may get 10 snaps or something like that but what happens is you don't you're not able to get the rotation of the defense because you're looking at your team's defense all week and then now you put you insert somebody else and listen that's one of the best defensive personnel-wise in the game. They're fast, they're athletic, and up there, especially when you get behind and that noise, they can get off that ball. So it's tough to evaluate a young quarterback. But the toughest spot to be at the you know, position in the NFL is the backup quarterback because you get no rhythm, you get no right. timing. You know that's why when you see backup quarterbacks come in, a lot of times you know they they play in – they, they have an instant connection with like the third or, or, or fourth receiver on the team. You're like, why the hell are they the timing and the chemistry so well with them? Because that's who he works with in practice all the time. So it's the non verbal communication that you get when you play with somebody and you know, being able to understand how he likes to run his routes, where he likes to football at.
1: Yeah, and the difference between this week and last week is Bryce Patty is going to receive those first team reps, Christian Hackerberg is going to get a few, and in weeks past, Christian Hackerberg. Had to be Drew Brees before you played the Saints. Now he's going to have to be taking a lot of reps all over the place. He's going to have to be himself. He is one (laughs) rep away. And um, a person who is one moment away here on Inside the Jets is Morris Claiborne. We'll be right back here from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits. All right, we're back. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. Eric Allen and Bart Scott here at the Wyndham Hamilton
0: Park. Still sweating, man. Bart uh, does not have his water tonight. No, I had, to uh, go, I had to go bribe my kids. They're like, listen, man, daddy, will buy you a buy pony if you just be still for like <laughs> 20 seconds.
1: Uh, uh, listen, I think you're doing a good job <laughs> managing things tonight. You have three kids here. Yeah. They're supporting their pops. Well, two but, kids and one baby. Okay, two kids and one baby. <laughs> Our player segment, player guest segment is presented by m Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Without further ado, let's bring in Jets cornerback Morris Claiborne. Give
0: Don't it on. up, give it up. They said, you must have called in a favor. Did he call in a favor, man, to get, get a big gun his leg? Because, we were. I thought we were going to, like, interview the omelet, been, the omelet man was going to be our guest What's something today. I,
1: I've been asking uh, for Morris for weeks, actually, and I think this is date night for you, is it not? Yes. Oh, my, yeah, ah. yeah. And, and so I got to use my card wisely. <laughs> you got to use your card wisely, spoken like a wise man. Let's uh, talk to you about your perspective uh, about the quarterback situation here. How tough was it for you to see your teammate, Josh McCown, a leader on this ball club, a guy who's really helped develop a culture here? And this is a tight-knit group, and you've become part of that. See him go down in Denver with a broken wrist, and now he's out for the year. It was tough. You know,
2: um, when I saw him get up and walk off the field the first time that he left, you know, I, I was like, what's going on? You know, like, this guy been here the whole time. You know, this has been our leader. And when you see him go down, you know, you don't care what it is. You know, you want to know what it is. Is he coming back? You know, and, like, so when he, he's a tough guy. Yeah. Put that, put that out there. He's a, he's a tough guy, you know. You,
1: he took that shot on the scramble. He gets the first down and the third down scramble. Right. Take right. a couple shots to the midsection. Then he, he comes back. And then in the third, you're, third you're, quarter, you see him go down again. Yeah. You, you, after that last time when I seen him
2: go down, it was like, like, wow. Like. Yeah. Like, once again, that, that feeling that I had the first time, but he was okay, so I come back down. But the last time, you know, you get that same feeling. And when I saw him walk into the locker room, you know, I knew it had to be something serious for him to be walking off and going that way.
1: Why have
2: you, you guys gravitated towards him from the get after he signed here as a free agent? I mean, when, I, when I, we got here around the same time. So when... You get to know a guy that early, and you hearing all the backlash he's getting from everybody. You know it's never a good story out there on him as a quarterback or us as a team. You know, and you kind of gravitate together after that. You know, you we feel like the world Bunker is against mentality. us anyway. You know, so you 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 form all those different type of bonds with everybody in the locker room because it's going to take us all. You know, to come together, and that's what it is. You know, we just got that bun with one another.
0: Now, you guys have struggled on the road. Why has that happened? How can you fix it? You know, how can you guys get off to a better start or a better performance, not play so flat on the road?
2: Man, listening, just sitting over there listening to you guys, I mean, You mean, you hit it. You know, it's the energy. You know, when you're at home, it's easy to play in front of your, your home crowd. You know, you come out, the music jumping. You know, it's, it's easy to hype yourself up and everybody hype themselves up for those type of games. But then when you go on the road, like you said, you got to bring your own energy, you know, because everybody's there is against you. You know, You they're not playing the songs you like, you know, <laughs> in the stadium. They're not doing none of that, you know, so you, you have to bring your own energy. And coming into the, that game last night, like me sitting over there and hearing us talk about it, like, it don't sit right with me. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it don't, like, it just does something to well, me. Uh, well,
1: I'll tell you what, you're never going to win a football game if you don't score a point. So you didn't get help there, but. I know you, as a leader on the defensive side of the ball, are going to point the finger at yourselves and say, hey, listen, we had a chance to get off the field in that first possession, and they set the tone with the field goal drive. And that's that's been the story
2: on the road lately. You know, the opposite team coming down the field that first drive when we get on the field. Yeah. You know, which can be a three and out. You know, you a three and out on the first drive. Yeah. Everybody's up. Everybody's you had, you had up them for this third. And,
1: you had them third and six in right. the third play of the game. Then there's an offside penalty. Then right. they convert. And when, when they go down and
2: score points, you know, on that first drive, it's different. Yeah, you know, you don't want you want to go three and out on the first drive. Get everybody going. You know, when you go down and you get points, it's all right. You know, we we we'll get the next one. Oh, we had that one. Right. And we let it slip away with penalties and just giving up plays, especially in my secondary on this back end. We gave up too much, and me myself included.
1: You were um, a tough matchup we, for
2: we, most of the afternoon. I should have I should have been way better than that. It was no It was no way that guy was better than me. I should have been way
1: better. And, and than you're that. talking about one of the NFL's top receivers, Demaris yes. Thomas. Yes. Well, ex-
0: explain to the listeners the, the difficulty it is. You talk about you know size, speed, you know his power, and sometimes it's not it's not always about the, the speed, but sometimes you can create separation with his physicality. Right. Right. Talk, I talk. mean,
2: he's he's one of those those big receivers who, you know. he he don't have a lot of wiggle with him. He's not the fastest guy on the field, so he's big. Catch radius, you know, he, he has it. So he wants you to play into him. You know, you get into him, and, you know, his catch radius, you can throw him open. You know, he made the quarterback right, you know, right. if you throw it up there right to him. You know, so he, he's, he's a great receiver, you know, but I should have been way better than I was last night coming into that game, being able to guard him. I should have been better. Much better
0: than that. Now, now, now I wondered. I, I played my entire career in the AFC. Now you went from one huge market, you know, in Dallas, here to New York. What's the difference in like the the conferences? You know, you know, you go you go from the um, NFC, what the, NF, the NFC East, NFC East mm-hmm. to the AFC Northeast. AFC yeah, East, AFC East yeah. now, yeah. Right, right? Listen, so you left Baltimore a long word. time ago. I'm really <laughs> upset at you, Bart Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what's we, we've that in the past. Now, what's the difficulty as far as like the con- from conference to conference and from you know uh you know league to league, so to, so to speak? I mean, it's at
2: the end of the day, man. It's football. You know, no matter you know what conference you're playing in, you know, eventually you're gonna play some of every some of everybody around the league. You know, so I, I don't feel like you know the conference you know mean anything. Vice versa, if it was in college, you can say like that conference. But I feel like in the NFL, it's the NFL. it's the – it's the best you're gonna
0: get. It's the you know, so everybody in here, you know, is they match up. You know what? What was weird to me because when I when I came from Baltimore, I was so used to everybody in that league being so physical, mm-hmm. and then coming to to the AFC East, you know, everything was spread out and everybody kind of won back, you know, um, offenses and defenses. And mm-hmm. and if I'm if I'm correct, you played in a four three, and you guys mm-hmm. here play a. a, a three-four scheme, more of a man-to-man scheme. Right. You're going from a basic cover two under a uh, Marinelli, right, Marinelli? Right, right. Yeah. So you're going from basic cover two to being on that island. Like, right. uh, what was that adjustment like? I mean, it's
2: been easy. I mean, I, I've always felt like, you know, I was that type of corner who can who who can go down and press, you know, and being receiver's face. So I've, I've always liked, you know, the man-to-man scheme. And being put in that, that scheme with, with Coach Marinelli, you know, it was – it was a lot of man played in that, that scheme as well, you know, but a lot of people know him from his zone and cover two and all right. that. But we played a lot of man-to-man in that situation too. But, you know, we also, you know, played a lot of zone. And then coming here, you know, it was a mixture of both of them, you know, being able to to do certain things like trapping and and, and those type of things. And, you know, playing as a corner, whenever you play corner, I mean, it's pretty much easy, you know, because if you're going to be man-to-man, you're going to be pressure, you're going to be zone, you're going to be off, you know, know where you're third. You know, and that type of stuff. So corner position, I feel like is one of the easiest positions to learn.
1: Eric Allen here with Bart Scott. We're joined by Jets cornerback Morris Claiborne. Morris, uh, I know you weren't happy with your play Sunday. We bringing it back up. Um, (laughs) Specifically. No, what I do want to say, though, is I want to look at your season as a whole. I think that you played very well at, at a high level for this team. Um, where would you rank this? I know you, your story is not completely written mm-hmm. because you have three games to go. Mm-hmm. As far as your career is concerned, where would this season rank
2: at this point? Um, you know, I've, I've definitely felt like you know, I've been one of the top corners you know, in the league this year, especially if you go back and look at you know, really trailing a guy, really yep. going everywhere he goes, the top receiver on whatever team that is. You know, and I've been able to do that the whole season. You know, and you haven't been hearing nothing about me. You know, he's getting aired out. Right. You know, and you stuff have like that. You haven't been almost. Right, right, right. You know, right. so so obviously, you know, I, I felt like I've been doing pretty good. You know, the coaches have been, you know, pleased with my play. But you know, I'm always I'm always trying to go further. You know, I'm I'm always, you know, trying to push myself to be, you know, the best. Mo, I can be each and every single day. Well,
1: well th- that's my point. Is that you were a number six overall selection in the 2012 NFL Draft out of LSU, and you had some good runs of success there, interrupted <laughs> by injuries at time, <laughs> right. a- a- And when I look at your season here, I think this is the best Mo we've seen so far. Definitely. You know,
2: I, I, like I said, I felt like like last year, you know, before before I got injured, you know, was was some of my best work, yeah. you know, in, in the NFL, and then you know, coming here, you know, being able to do the things that that the coaching staff allowed me to do in the defense, things that I love to do, you know, I felt like I, I
1: I succeeded at it, you know, and did a good job at it. Why has this worked for you, as far as the culture is concerned, the environment is concerned? Because from day one, you've been wearing that smile. <laughs> it's been permanent, and you brought positivity to the organization. And you said, hey, listen, this is kind of like a second chance for me, a fresh start. Yes. And you really seem to embrace it here. I mean, I
2: love it. You know, um, early on in my career, you know, being injured and stuff like that, like, you know, hearing what different people have to say, you know, it takes, it takes, a, takes a lot from you. You know, um, especially when you're on social media, you listen listening to everybody. Like, and one thing I said that I'll never let anybody do ever again. Like it's, it's take the love that I have for football away from me. Like this is what I've been doing since I was a kid. This, you know, this is what I know, and I let I let someone steal that love from me.
1: So, so there know, were times in Dallas where, you were battling.
2: Oh, definitely, it's times where you you know you don't you wake up you don't want to go to work. Yeah, you know it's like dang, I gotta go up here again. You know you have those moments, but you know obviously I was I was strong enough you know to to pray about it. You know uh, I needed God a lot during those times. <laughs> you know, and you know, and just try to let it go and, and keep working as much as I could.
0: Now, what, what have you done differently? You know, John Melanie and his staff is tremendous in, in keeping guys inju- I mean injury-free. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll knock on some wood for you because I don't want to jinx you. But, I mean, anybody that can keep Leroy Landry healthy for a year deserves <laughs> a, a Nobel Peace Prize or something of that, of that magnitude. <laughs> you know, what have you done differently as you mature and learn more about your body and invest in your body? What have you done differently to keep yourself healthy and on the field this year?
2: Um, You know, I... Just listening to some of, you know, the the great words, you know, of Sean Lee and Jason Witten, you know, one of the main things I took away from that, you know, I'm always asking him, man, what do you do? Right. Like, like asking Jason Witten, like, what, how do you, how do you do this so long? Like, and do it at a high level, you know, and one thing I always see him do is stretching. No matter where he's at, he's stretching. You know, he always run his little, his little rope around, like, he's stretching. And I asked Sean Lee the same thing, and he's always rolling out, stretching you know. So is that you now? That's
1: me now. <laughs> so, you're, so you're the guy stretching. I'm stretching. You're, 20, you're 27, right? Yes. You're a yoga master. Uh, <laughs> now, do you consider yourself the old guy in that room with um, with, with Buster? Buster? I know Buster's 27 Buster. as well. Oh, definitely. definitely yeah. You
2: know, it's it's a fact. You know, we, we're the oldest guys in there. And when I first came here, you know, I didn't go do the look at the depth chart or anything like that, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm worried about myself. I'm not I'm not worried about nobody else, you know. I ain't got to worry about what they got. If I'm good, I'm good, you know. So I didn't really look at who was here and what. You know, I just came in, and then I remember in all-season workouts, you know, I'm I'm the new guy here. You know, I'm trying to see what everybody got. So I'm falling back in the line, you know, doing the drills and stuff like that. So then Buster was like, hey, you know – you're one of the oldest guys here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, like, Grandpa! Buster M- definitely <laughs> <laughs> reminded you of that. Come sure. on Pops. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, man, everybody here probably <laughs> played a year. You know, they, they've been here two years. And I was like, what? Now yeah. explain. But my mindset changed. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I got that news, my mindset changed. I was in the front, like, nah, I'm in the front of the line. You know, I want to start this drill. I'm going to show you what it looked like. You know, I might be the oldest, but I'm going to show you what it It, looked like.
1: And that's the one thing that you'll notice at practice each and every day, Bart. You go out there and see (laughs) Denard Wilson with Morris Claiborne and Buster Screen. They're always working on technique. That is the first thing this guy does on the practice field every day. Every day.
0: That's about being a pro. You know, to go from good to great, it's about the little things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about being a technician because what happens is when you get tired – or you get older, you have to rely on your technique and your fundamentals, and those things never change. You know, greatness is defined by doing the little things on a consistent basis, right. you know. So I've been there, and, um, you know, I know it's a different, different role for you. you know, I went from being behind Ray Lewis and, you know, Ed Reed and all those guys, Jonathan Ogden being the leaders. And it's a different type of pressure because, you know, they hold you accountable because they watch everything that you do. So I right. know that may be a shock to you. But, you know, what do you kind of tell these young guys how to be a pro, you know, somebody that may be injured on the team mm-hmm. that's going through what you went through? Because you speak about Sean Lee. Sean Lee's been injured often in his career as well. Right. You know, so I know he's tried different things. But what do you try and, and really drill into the young guys as far as being a professional? I, just be a professional. You know, take
2: care of your business. You know, understand your business. You know what what's going on on the football field you know like if you injured you know take a seat or something you know chill out or if you feel like this is something you can go through you know you go through it you know because i didn't been there in my life you know so one of my main thing is you know getting in the cold to get in the hot so you might not want to you know but <laughs> you might want to dip your body in there and then get back out yeah. you know stuff like that you know and when they leave the facility you know, when you need a facility, doing? you know what I mean, handling your business. You know, I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life, handling your business, do what you got to do, but understand, like, this is a job over here, and it ain't going to wait for you no matter who you is. You know, So you, you got to be here and be ready and straight for that no matter what you do the next night.
1: Inside the Jets is supported by Victoria Knox, Swiss Army, Eric Allen alongside Bart Scott, Morris Claiborne here. You're in that defensive backs room. Every day, you're speaking about young defensive backs. How about these two safeties? What can you tell us about Jamal Adams and Marcus May?
2: They, they're, great. They, they're great dudes. Yeah? You know, you know, both of them, you know, they, and, and they love each other. You know, they love playing with one another, you know, and they love playing with the guys that are around them, you know, um, and they bring so much, you know, spirit, you know, and – and jokes and stuff, into the room, you know, and livening room. Keeping you forever like, young, old man. Right. <laughs> why, why do they
1: compliment each other so well on the field, though, you think? Um, I, I just think it's that. Their,
2: their attitude. You yeah. know, they got a fun play attitude, but then when they get on the field, it's like both of them, like, transfer. And tra- they transform to something else, you know, and it's like you, you only pl- can you're, see it if you are there.
1: You're a physical player at the cornerback position, and, and the thing that I like about both of these guys is, man, they come up. And they, they, play, they play. They play. They come up you. and hit you. They will hit you. And they yeah. like the contact. Yes. yes, they
2: will hit you and talk crazy, no matter, <laughs> no matter who around them. You know, like when they they're going, they're going. Yeah. But that's what we got to get on the road. Right. You yep. know,
1: we got to get that on the road. Well, I tell you what, Jamal probably gonna be talking a lot yeah. this week. Oh, and, definitely. And he'll be, <laughs> look, he'll be he'll be looking in the stands because he's going back. To, the Louisiana, yeah, and yeah. So are you? Right, right. Uh, how, did you tell me, how
0: did you guys not win like thirty-five championships, man? Yeah, like, yeah, this <laughs> is L- LSU is a factory. This is they're a factory, man. You we're, think about we're just, some of the we're best. Just and
1: we're just not talking about defensive backs, Morris. Yeah, yeah. We we we, we yeah. were looking. We, we were, were doing, doing our studies. all around the
2: league. I mean, it's every position. It's like yeah. they producing them.
0: How can yeah. you guys not win anything, man? With all this talent, man. Yeah. Les miles. What the mm. hell were you doing, man? Man, I love Less Miles. <laughs> man, don't, don't, like, I love uh, Less Miles. Don't,
1: don't don't put it on Less. Come on I, on.
2: I love Less Miles, but you know, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know. You know, you we keep we, you can keep blaming it on, all oh, they're young, you know So they you can keep bringing that up, but at some point you gotta grow up. Yeah. You, and you gotta have,
0: realize. Do you guys have a fraternity? You talk about all the guys that, that represent LSU. Do you guys go back and train in the off season? Or how active are, you know, you guys, you speak about everybody always talks about the you and, mm-hmm. and, and their commitment to their, you know, um to their school. Do you guys go back often? Um I go up down
2: there every now and then when I can get down there, but lately in my off seasons, you know, it's been rehab. Yeah. You know, so I haven't been able to to get down there like I want to. But, you know, I know I talk to a, still talk to a lot of the guys, and a lot of the guys are always down there. You know, they FaceTime me while they done, and they're down there, like, ah, look what you're missing, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, then, um, you, then you put up your check me show you <laughs> <missing>. <laughs> what you're What does that term mean to you, DBU, Louisiana
1: State University?
2: It's, it's, like you said, we, pro- we produce them, man, and it's like a, it's a standard. And, like, you, you don't get taught this standard. It's like when you watch LSU football, you know what it is. And then when you come there and then you're watching the guys before you and as they leaving out, they're leaving their mark on how it's supposed to be done. And it's just, it's just going around.
0: So you, so you speak of a standard. How do you instill that same mentality, that standard in this Jets locker room mm-hmm. so that you guys would talk about a young team, that you, that you write the mission statement and say these are our expectations and this either you get on board or you get off the ship? It, it, it starts with, with you, I feel like, inside yourself.
2: When you step up and keep making those big plays, then you ain't gotta say nothing. Those guys gonna follow you, and then when it's time for you to say something, you better make it mean something to
0: them. So basically, lead by example, and, and you gotta make sure that you always do what's because right. you got you
2: gotta be, you gotta be right first before you say you're a leader. Like you could be, you could be here and not doing everything the right way, but at the same time, when it's when it's time for you, 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 you know, we gotta do this, we gotta do that, and believe me, the guys around you looking at you like. Well, You ain't even did nothing. You was just on the board all week. You, you, you got to walk the <laughs> you, walk. Right. You got to. You got to walk the walk. And when those guys see you making plays and they feel your energy out there on the field,
0: then you got everybody. So other than yourself, who would you say are trying to, to put to to wear those shoes? Because those are big shoes to fill. That's some. They yeah. some. They some big shoes. But
2: I feel like it's not one person. It's Just individual. Right. I feel like it's it's everybody all together, you know. But. On the defensive side, we look at DeMario Davis as, as that captain, okay. as that that heartbeat, you know, because he's all he's a guy who's doing it so, and he's talking what he's doing. You know, so of course, you know, we we listen to him. You know, Steve on the defensive line, you know, we we listen to those Steve guys. Mo, yep. Yes, we mo we listen to the, you know, we listen to those guys. Right. And on the back end, it's either me, it's me, Bus, and you know, and our rookies, we're teaching our rookies like don't be silent. You know, right. so it's it's our whole back row. You know, when we got a problem with something, we don't like how something is handled. Like we all gonna speak together.
1: Who do you think the assignment is gonna going to be for you this week against the Saints? Um, I don't know. I don't know just yet. Who yeah. you want? Yeah. If, if it was up to me, I'd go out the whole
2: field. <laughs> <laughs> this is a
1: different Saints team, though.
2: It is. You know. It is. is. Like, you, I mean, you gotta give them all their credit. I mean, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, but. This team that they have right now and and the things they're doing with, with with being able to to run the football and keep running the football and getting positive yards eating that clock up and and you got drew Brees who can drop back down third down, spread everybody out, and he's going to find an open guy yeah period point blank you know a guy who's seen all the defenses it ain't it ain't much you can trick him with, you know and stuff like that. How many
1: times did you face him
2: um I believe three times yeah in my career how it work out for you I think we we won we won, I think we won two of them. There you two go. Out of the three,
0: yeah. So, yeah. How, so how do you take this energy? Because listen, when that dome gets to rocking, it gets right. to rocking. It can be overwhelming, <laughs> and you right. got to try and silence that crowd. With that being said, you got to stop and get off the football field. You can't fall down early in the game because they will step on your throat. Right. You talk about Sean Payton; he's one of the most competitive. You know, coaches, I listen. I, I've only had maybe three arguments with some coaches. He was two of them. You know what yeah. I mean? He's real competitive. You've seen him with the choke, you know, and all that <laughs> stuff to, in Atlanta. How do you get out to a fast start, and what do you do differently to make sure that you guys have that energy and that passion on the road this week? Um, I feel like for the defense, we're going to have to get off the field on
2: third down, you know, and if we give them anything, it's field goals, and we don't want to give up too many of those. And for the offense, it, it, it could be simple. You know, you we have to count on you guys to, to control that clock, you know, run that football, Keep Drew Brees on the sideline. And when it's time to get on the field for the defense, we get off on third down and, and get
0: takeaways. How, how important is it for you guys to set a physical tone early? How important? You talk about turnovers change games, but big hits change games oh, man. as well. How do you set the physical tone and get their respect? You know, talking about that running game, you know, it's going to be tough because you're going to be asked in the front seven sometimes to stop their running game maybe with a light box. Right, right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take some early some early <laughs> pressure, man. You know, because you know they're coming in to, to
2: run that ball. You know, They're going to establish that first yep. is the run, you know. And why wouldn't you? With the two guys you got running the ball, you know. So we're going to have to come down early, and, and you're going to have to hit them pads early.
1: You got any family or friends coming this weekend?
2: Um, my brother, um, his fiancee, I don't think my mom coming this weekend. But that's
1: going to be special playing in front of your brother. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely, because yeah. they, they don't get to get out here too often. <laughs> the Superdome, he <laughs> – the man who played at LSU is yeah, going man. back to the Superdome in New Orleans. <laughs> Morris, uh, we thank you so much for stopping by inside yes, the Jets. Good do luck this weekend. You're so, do so we'll good we gave you both for our six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we we'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back here at the Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park. Remember, fans, join Jets legends. Wayne Corbett, Lavernius Coles, Chad Pennington, Vinny Testaverdi, and many more legends and players at Jets House. On January 27th and 28th at Spin New York, presented by Green Giant. Tickets are on sale now. For more information, visit NewYorkJets.com slash Jets House. That's not too far away right now. But, uh, Bart Scott, you were just uh, giving a couple words of wisdom to
0: Morris Claiborne before he departed. You know, we've been we've been there. We're in the same fraternity, so it's It's important for me to share my experience with him. I'll tell you what, he has his head on right. And um, the Jets, you know, better sign and and lock this kid up, man, because if he gets on that open market, it's going to be tough. You know, he's he's been a professional. We've done, you know, we've done segments on on his skill set, him, you know, high pointing the ball. And, you know, you want high character guys in that locker room, you know, leaders, those should be your leaders. and He's definitely one of those You can tell, and I'm glad we had him here on Inside the
1: Jets and people saw this on NewYorkJets.com and Facebook and listened on ESPN radio,
0: is that you can hear it in his voice. You can see it in his face how much it means to him. Exactly. And you talk about, you know, you talk about the adversity. You want somebody that's been through something because you know they're battle-tested. You know, you talk about the injuries, you know, and, 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 you know, the expectations that come in the sixth overall pick and the pressure that comes with that, you know, and I think he's learned a lot. And I think he's, you know, hitting the top of his career. You talk about, you know, last year, the injuries, but now I think, you know, He had a tremendous year this year in a pressure situation. You know, you talk about playing on on a defense that, you know, puts their their cornerbacks on the island at times. He's performed to perform admirably. FanDuel fantasy analysis brought to you by
1: FanDuel. Have all the fantasy that football has to offer. Be sports rich. Uh, The guy who's really taken the NFL by storm in regards to fantasy this year is a rookie running back. Out of Tennessee, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, man. In concussion protocol as we start the week, he anticipates to play. The Jets want to make it tough for fantasy owners this week who have Kamara because this guy can do it all. He's averaging seven yards a carry on the ground. He's also a dynamic receiver out of the backfield. How does
0: this defense limit him from getting into the open field? Well, it's tough because what happens, he does everything well. You got to make sure you set hard edges and force him to run in between the tackles. You got to give him different fronts and different looks. And, you know, you talk about when they get him offset, they get him out in space, they're trying to isolate him. You, you can't put a linebacker or safety on him. If you do, you got to try and bracket him and make sure that you take a, a side away from him. You dictate where he can get open at and you set, you set little traps because that offense looks totally different you know, once he left the game. It did, know, yes. Totally different. He, because even though Mark Ingram is a great, you know, great football player, he's close to 1,000 yards, you know, he doesn't do the spe- – he's not special at everything. He's good at a lot of things, but Kamar is special. Yeah, Kamar makes their defense – I mean, their offense a, a totally different uh, – uh, He's like Tyreek Hill, man. I, when I watch him, I get, the you, same, really? you, it, I get the same thing. I see It's not. he's not as fast as, as Tyreek Hill. He, but talk- sh- I think his shift here – Shifty, and you talk about he runs with power. He's a lot bigger. You talk about he's 215 pounds. When, you know, watching Monday Night Football, hearing Gruden say, hey, they're the same size. Ingram and Kramar is the same size. you like, where's the weight? Is it, is it dreadlocks, like, heavy or something? Like, like, where's the weight coming from? Right. But he runs with more power than what you think. And the receivers are not like they've had in the past.
1: I mean – uh, Teddy again, still around. Uh, Michael Thomas, good player. Teddy at a time could have four thumbs. And, and Thomas is more of a possession receiver. And then defense, uh, offensively, we're going to have to see what Bryce Petty brings to the table this week for for the New York Jets here as they head to the Super We can put how Lola. many how many points this offense need to put on the board for this team. To win the ball game on Sunday,
0: they're going to have to put up at least 24 points, 24, 27 points, you know, because you, listen, you can have a great game playing against Drew Brees. Drew, Drew Brees is going to score points. You know, you got to make sure that, you know, you're not playing from behind. You got to make sure that you get an early lead to kind of try and keep them, you know, honest. Because if you have to start, you know, great the, job uh, this week. Oh, man. Uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in here on inside the Jets. Say bye, Bryce.